Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, fall is in the air. Uh, it's starting to cool down some. Just, just, just hang in there because it's supposed to be muggy and all Thursday. So uh, we'll be back to normal around here. Uh, birthdays and anniversaries. I don't see any uh, in the uh, announcements. Are there anyone that has a birthday or an anniversary this week? Okay. Well, good. I don't have to sing happy birthday then. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most glorious Lord God, we love you and we thank you for this day. And Lord, we just ask you to bless our time together. Lord, fill this place with your spirit. May we honor you with all that we do and may this worship be free. Let us put aside the cares and worries of this world for the next little while so that we can corporately worship you from the bottoms of our heart. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you do and we ask it in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. If we'll stand once again, let's sing our hymn 302, Rejoice the Lord is King. may be seated. Uh, this, we've reached our praises, prayer requests, and announcements. Uh, I'm going to read the announcements first. Uh, men's group has a meeting tomorrow at 6 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Oh, Jerry, huh? Can I change that a little bit? If we would, instead of having a meeting for the men's meeting, we're going to all kind of band together and watch the outside windows. Okay. Yeah. All right. So instead of a men's meeting, we're going to have a men's washing. Uh, getting ready for our uh, homecoming and our uh, revival. Lady Circle will meet Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Is that still on? Yes. Okay. And uh, September the 10th is homecoming. Uh, we'll have a covered dish. Uh, 
just bring what the Lord lays on your heart. I promise you it'll be well received. Uh, and most of the time you won't take any home unless you're taking somebody else's dish that you want to take with you. Uh, it'll be plenty of food. So come out, about your friends, y'all come out and worship with us on next, this coming Sunday. And then uh, September the 11th, 12th, and 13th uh, is our revival. And uh, we have some special guests that are going to be preaching. And we have some special music, and it's going to be awesome. So invite all your friends. Come and, and, and it starts at 7 o'clock on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It will be awesome. We've been praying about it, and uh, we're excited to watch God work. Any other announcements? Go ahead, Roger. Oh, yes. This coming Thursday, uh, they're going to start back the discipleship class. Uh, if you want to, you can reach out to Roger. And uh, are you going? What time are you going to start? Seven. Seven. Or you can meet here at the church at seven o'clock Thursday evening and uh, go from there. Any other announcements? That's correct. I forgot. I was getting there. Right. How many boxes are we doing this year? Um, I have a hundred. A hundred? We'll fill a hundred. Yes. Uh, I mean, we will. Uh, so once the list comes out, if you'll just bring the supplies. Uh, if you've never seen the way it happens here, they get the, they get the kids together. And they set it up like an assembly line, and they have pizza and other things, and and then they go and they start filling the boxes. And once the boxes are filled, they're labeled and stacked, and and then on another day we haul them to where they need to be. Uh, but they have a ball; it's a assembly line. They 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 enjoy it. So uh, as those dates come out, if you want to participate, we'll put it on the call-in tree, and ha we'll have fun. Uh, any other announcements? Yes, ma'am, Miss Sandy. The music is beautiful. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. The music is beautiful. Um, any other announcements? All right, before we go into praises and prayer requests, I am going to give an update. If you were here last Sunday, uh, you know, part of my message, I said that I was, a, was on procrastination and that I was a procrastinator. And that I was going to try to do better this week. And so uh, I, I asked Sharon before I made this announcement a while ago. And, and um, Brother Mark heard it, uh, the answer. And she said I was a work in progress. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't slide off any. I, and I don't know that I improved very much. But I didn't at least get worse. So uh, that's where I'm at. So uh, just wanted to give you an update. Um, I got a lot done in one day. Do what? Is he just going to put it off one more week? No. <laughs> no. Look, look, I got a lot done. I got a lot done uh, in one day. Uh, they all piled up and then one day caught me and I got a bunch of stuff done. And I still have, I still have two things to do from last week. But, hey, this is a new week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, any other announcements, praises, or prayer requests? Uh, update Kathy Hunt. Keep Kathy in your prayers. Uh, she had a procedure Friday, and so she's in. She's recovering. So uh, keep the Hunt family in your prayers. All right. Yes, sir. Our neighbor uh, Glenn Taylor. Uh, he's had a rough 2023. He lost his wife several months ago. He's been struggling with that. And then in the past uh, 10 days or so, he was just uh, Okay. 
we'll put him on the prayer list. Um, I want to add uh, Randy Stafford to the prayer list. Uh, he works at uh, Bernie Hardware, and uh, Randy is uh, supposed to, he's having knee problems. He's younger than me, and uh, he went to the doctor, and the doctor was scheduled him for surgery and then canceled the surgery and tells him he believes that he wants to do MRI on his back and neck, and he don't think that his problem in his knees is coming from there, but he wants to make sure. So keep Randy Stafford in your prayers. Any other? Yeah. Could we add uh, Rowan, a six-year-old granddaughter, Olivia and Nancy, who come here with us? Uh -huh. They're on their way to D.C. this morning. She has um, um, bacterial meningitis from her brain surgery. Okay. And uh, she's in intensive care with the breathing tube. Okay. Six-year-old girl. Okay. Pray for her today. Yes, ma'am. Rowan. Rowan. All right. Any others? John? Just a couple more this morning. Um, we need to add Alan Bristol. Right. He's got upcoming knee surgery in December, but uh, we need to be praying praying ahead of time. Uh, and then uh, a couple phrases. Oh, and then Karen Courtney Hamlin. Uh, he praying for Karen Courtney. Okay. Okay. Give her the address, and she will send them a card from us. Um, any other? Praise this prayer request. Well, good. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, um, when did she get here? Uh, yesterday. yesterday. Well, you got a little bit of the cool weather. You're going to get to see what it's like toward the end of the week uh, normally around here. Um, it, it, it gets right smoking up in here. <laughs> uh, it has to be here yeah, well, we're glad to have you, and uh, we, we're glad you had a safe trip. All right. um, any others? Okay, Jason. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you told me your sister was here because I, when she come through the back door, I recognized her, but I put couldn't put a name on the face. Good to see you, Joy. Nice. <laughs> uh, any others? Amen. 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 Yep. Amen. Any others? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come before you and we thank you for this day. And Lord, we just ask you to hear our petition. Lord, you know every situation that's on this prayer list. You know every person that was mentioned, all the praises. Lord, all the praises that weren't mentioned. Um, 
We ask you to touch each one of these situations, Lord. We ask you to be with Glenn Taylor uh, and, and as he deals not only with, with recovering from a, a loss, but also uh, with the diagnosis of cancer. Lord, we ask you to intervene there for your glory. Uh, Lord, we lift up Alan Bristol. Um, you know that situation, and we just lift him up to you, Lord. And uh, Rant, Brother Randy and uh, Ronan. Lord, we lift her up to you. Uh, you're, the, you're the healer and the provider. We ask you, Lord, to cast that that bacteria out. We ask you to give the doctors and the, uh, the medicine that uh, that would do that for your glory, though that she can be a shining example of your healing and giving praise to you. Uh, Lord, we list all of these that were mentioned. Uh, Karen Courtney and Junior Talbert and all of them that were mentioned, Lord. And we thank you for uh, Chelsea's dad uh, coming through his surgery. We thank you for the gift of a precious daughter. Lord, We just you're just all around us working and sometimes we just take you for granted. And Lord, may we never do that. May we always put you first. May we always give you the glory for the things that are happening in our lives and around our lives and with our loved ones. Lord, we love you and we ask all this in your holy and precious name. And amen. If we'll all please stand and sing our offertory hymn, hymn 98, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
Um, that's called the bucket of blessing and uh, um, the church I was at before that I was a member before I became a pastor um, they had one and it was set up front and it was a, a galvanized uh, about a 10 pick bucket and the kids used to go up there and they would take their little baggies and they would hit that galvanized, you know, and that's a wonderful sight because that bucket of blessings, what it does is uh, they use it for, for mission things with, without having to touch the budget and things like that. And, uh, and the kids like it because they get to put change in it. Um, and it, it has accumulated a lot of dollars over time, and we've used it a lot over time to bless people. But that's what that's for. So if you see people and you hear it hit the bucket, it's, it's a good sound. Somebody's going to get blessed from that. And then we take a hand truck and roll the change out and, and go into the uh, State Employees Credit Union where they got that machine. And um, the last time I took a load over there, they had to stop because it ran out of bags and reload the bags under there. And we were still pouring. And when it was all over with, I got three screws and two buttons. That didn't make it through the machine, but it was it was a blessing, and that's what that's what that bucket is in, is inspired to be is a blessing to somebody somewhere. Uh, if you have your Bibles, um, and my Bible is marked in the wrong place, uh, if you will turn to First Corinthians chapter six. Um, I'm going to read. Uh, Verses 19 and 20. But I'm going to give you a, 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 a update prior to what's going on here. Uh, and, and Paul is speaking to the church at Corneth. And we all know that the church at Corneth had massive issues. Massive. I mean, they, they had things going on that they didn't even have a name for. And, uh, and so he's laying out what to the, to the Corinthians what we should do with it since we've been indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And in this chapter is, uh, uh, is about uh, judgment for immoral actions and it's also about lawsuits among the brethren. And, and, but we're getting down to the last of this and I want to talk today uh, about the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and a lot of us understand that we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit and there's a lot of things that we need to, we need to understand about where that Spirit lives. Uh, and over the years, you've heard me preach about telling somebody to come, come into your home and they can live there and make themselves at home and they can have access to anything, but don't open that door. If you open that door, you're going to find all the hidden junk and secrets of the, of the house. So don't, don't open that door uh, for two reasons. Number one, we ask you not to. And number two, you'll probably be taking your life in your own hands when it comes piling out on you with the avalanche. You know, that's the stuff that when somebody's coming unannounced, you run real fast and jam it in there so nobody can see it. Uh, because we're not comfortable enough to let our brothers and sisters come in and see how we really live. And so when Christ and the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit enters our hearts, uh, Lord, take up home in, our, in my heart, guide me, bless me, but don't go in that corner. Uh, or you can go anywhere you want to, but don't touch the cobwebs over here. And it's the same thing. So we need to understand that our heart is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so I'm going to read verses 19 and 20, and then hopefully I'll be able to, to elaborate on this to where it makes sense for all of us. Um, what? Know ye not 
that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you where ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let's pray. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to open these verses up to us. Lord, I ask you to give me the ability to be able to describe this and explain this so that we can apply it to our lives as we walk out. And not only that, Lord, as we prepare for revival. We need to understand that revival is not necessarily for the lost. It is for the, for the saved. It is to revitalate us. It, to revive us. It is to take the bellows and blow them on the coals that have gotten cold and, and recharge them and put new wood on the fire so that we can go out and do what you've called us to do. Lord, I ask you to please open this up. So that we can understand it, Lord, allow me to decrease and you increase. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, the temple of the Holy Ghost should be a holy place. Where did Christ say he was going to build his church? In the hearts of men. And when he says men, he is including ladies also. It's a generic term for humans. Alright, so he's going to build his church in the hearts of men. And they said that it should be, the holy temple should be the residence of the Holy Ghost. Is our hearts pure? Or are our hearts pure? What section of our hearts will we not allow the, the Spirit of God to enter into? What sections have we cordoned off so that He doesn't have free access? We are to be, our heart is to be holy because the Holy Spirit lives there. Remember, we're not our own. When you accept Christ, you become a new creature. You get in a new heart. All that old stuff should be gone. But what do we do? We have a memory and we keep bringing that junk back. Remember, we laid it at the cross. How many of you today, and these are rhetorical questions, please don't raise your hand. <laughs> How many of you today are dragging around baggage that you're still carrying from the time before you accepted Christ? Lay it down. It's just bothering you. You have been forgiven. Forgive yourselves. Once you have forgiven yourself, that old stuff is passed away. It's all passed away. Let it go. When I preach funerals and I get to talk to, to family members, I tell them, don't get caught up in the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. At the time you make a, de a decision whether to visit somebody or not visit somebody, whether restore a relationship or not restore a relationship, before that person passes, you were okay with that relationship at that time. You were okay with that decision. But because the Lord has called them home, what happens? You fall back on that. Well, I could have. No, you couldn't. Because if you could have, you would have. So don't get caught up in that. You can't change what happened in the past. It is dead. It is in the ground. The grass has grown over it forever. Don't dwell back there. We have a future today and going forward. We're not promised tomorrow, but we're sure promised this moment right here. Make the best of it. Make the best of it. And so our hearts should be holy. Our hearts should be clean. Our hearts should be the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Now, we get bogged down with a lot of stuff up here that we think is in here, and it's not. And for those of you that I had a conversation this week with, a lady, I feel like I am being possessed by the devil or one of his demons. And I asked her, it was a young lady, and I asked her, have you been saved? She said, yes, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I said, Okay, here's what I'm telling you. You are not being possessed. You might be oppressed because the demons and Satan can't occupy where holy is. They can't do it. And said, so now you might be being oppressed. I said, so you can change some things. But as long as you're a child of God and as long as you've been baptized by Jesus Christ's work on the cross and the Spirit dwells within you, you can never be possessed by a demon or Satan, period. This, this, is, this, is general, this is general theology. Theology 101. <laughs> and so you, we need to understand these things. And there's a lot of disinformation going on out there. Uh, so our place should be holy. 
And here's the other thing it should be. It should be a happy place. Which ye have of God. Now, how many of us are truly here today are happy in our hearts? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on now. We get arguments and things like that happen. But in your heart, down deep inside of your heart, where the Holy Spirit resides, are you happy? Are you a happy individual? Number one, is it a holy place and are you happy? You have to be happy. If God is in your heart, you can't be unhappy. That's why I found it, find it incredible that Christians walk around looking like they've been sucking on a sour pickle. We're happy. We're happy. Even though we might stub our toe or we might have all the normal things that happen in life, we're happy. Every time you turn around at our house here lately, something's breaking. Guess what? We're happy. We ain't going to have to, you know, we ain't going to have to worry about people coming begging for money at our house. We're freely giving it to the appliance store and the automobile makers and, you know. But that's okay. But that's okay. We're happy. We have a roof over our head. We have Jesus in our heart. I mean, how, what, what more do I need? Something to eat every now and then. I'm all right. But we should also be harmonious. It should be a harmonious place. It should be a place not only are you happy, but it's, but it's harmony there. There's not any big tug of war with, our, with, our, with our, our being because we have been made new. We shouldn't have any questions about these confusions and things that are going on in society today. You want you got you're confused. There's the the unconfuser right there. That's it. It'll tell you what to be confused about and what not to. It tells you that in the word that there's going to be a time when people are going to rely upon their own wisdom and their own knowledge. We're seeing that today. All you have to do is look in the Oval Office. And I'm not saying that because a Republican or a Democrat. I'm saying it's a fact. It's a fact. Why are we electing these people? Period. Why are we not putting sound judgment? Why are we not holding people accountable for their actions? I can assure you that if I mess up, I'm going to be held accountable. Trust me. There'll be a long line lined up waiting to get a piece of me. And that'll be okay. But if I mess up, I deserve that. So our hearts should be harmonious. You are not your own. You understand that we have been bought and paid for with a price. We don't belong to ourselves. Well, you know, we all get in this. Well, I have a right to this. No, you don't. If you are a child of God, you have no right except for what he tells you. That's what it's called. You know, Paul says, I am a slave to Christ, a bond servant. We are bondservants of Jesus Christ. We have to do what He commanded us to do. It's not a suggestion. It's, it's our marching order. This is what we do. We are to love our neighbors as ourselves. That way they can see us. And see Him through our actions. We are a reflection of God. And some of us, including me sometimes, I need to get out the Windex and clean my mirror. Because the reflection gets skewed because I want to put myself in the position where I should not be. It should be a healthy place in your body. There was a time where I wasn't, but I am. We should be a healthy place. We should be taking care of our bodies. It's the only one we got. That body is designed to take us all the way from birth to our calling home or our arrival in heaven. Either way. And then, we guess what? We get to take this mortal off and put on immortality. This tent is designed to last a lifetime. It's designed to last a lifetime. We need to take care of it. Every now and then, we have to oil the knees because they creak. The elbows hurt and the wrists hurt and the fingers crack. I get out of the bed in the morning and go and it sounds like popcorn walking across the floor. Had I, I'd be like Mickey Mantle. Had I known I was going to live this long, I would have took better care of myself. But 
This is supposed to be in our body. We're supposed to be a healthy place. Good thoughts, good things, good things going in. What does he tell us? This is like a computer class. Garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff out. We can't defile the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to watch what we watch. We need to watch what we say. We need to watch how we say it. We need to watch what we hear. And we need to make sure that we are an example, a great example for those looking at us because we have no idea who's watching us. We don't. And I ask the question a lot. Look around you. Who's in church today because of you? Who's not because of you? That's the bigger question. Who's not here today because of you? Because of your actions? When we're out in public, are we like them or are we like us? Are we loving them like we love ourselves? Now listen, I'm not telling you, you got to, that, that you're going to be a format. You're not. But if you love them like you love yourself, you're not going to hurt them. And I'm not saying you can't defend yourself and all that. What I'm saying is love them like you love yourself. And if you think a lot of yourself and you, you don't want to hurt you and you, you want the best for you, then you ought to display that with other people. Starting in your home and then going to your family outside of the home, to your friends, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Everyone should see that you are a loving person. That you love them like you love yourself. And just think about that. If we did that, just as this little group right here, how many people do you think we would affect? How many people do you see during a day that you could run across? You know, each one of us has a sphere of influence that we operate in. If we started showing that, and they caught on to it, it's called multiplication. It grows. You know, one starts, and then it becomes two, and then it becomes four, then it becomes eight. It just goes. And I'm not going any farther, because when I get to the nines, I'm done. Um, but... Anyway, it should be an honorable place. Therefore, glorify God. This Holy Spirit, this temple should be an honorable place. I used to ask the youth when I was a youth pastor. Is there anything you say and do out there that you won't do in here? Oh yeah. And I said, well you've already done it out there. How's that? Because the, the temple of God is in you, in your heart. You're never outside the church. His church. You're never outside of what he has for us because he built his church in the hearts of men. His holy temple is in the hearts of men. The Holy Ghost resides in the heart. Now sometimes our hearts betray us, but I guarantee you before that betrayal comes, you've got some type of warning from inside. Me, right there. Right there. And it starts. And when it starts, I almost get sick on my stomach. And then I have to heal. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm one of these physical learners. I have to have pain to learn. That's uh, like touching the pot on the stove. I had to learn that the hard way. I was smart. I learned it once. I didn't have to. The next time I got it was by accident. But things that we tend to remember and things that tend to stick with us are painful. The lessons are painful. Why is that? We have the Word of God here. It is very simple. All we have to do is read it. Read it. And if, there's a, if you can't understand the King James, get you a version that you can understand that is a literal translation and read them side by side. Read them side by side so that you can understand what the Word of God is. I'm not a pastor who will stand up here this version only. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Because some people can't understand this version. They don't have the, the mental capacity to understand that. Their own language. Me, I need plain old Southern English. And I get it. And so, read together. Read them together. I don't use just one translation when I'm putting a sermon together. I use several. Because I want to make sure... That I'm within the foul poles of what I'm talking about. And when I talk about this. 
When I talk about this spirit, this spirit was given to us at the moment of salvation. This spirit resides in us. Now let me tell you something else. The spirit should, it should also, the Holy Spirit should also live in a humble place. Your body and your spirit are God's. See, remember, back up. We were bought by a price. It's not your own. Christ lives in there through the Holy Spirit. We have the Godhead living in us. It was given to us as a helper. And it should be a humble place. We should not be proud. We should not say, I've got mine too bad. We should be humble. And it's hard and it's a lesson hard learned. We should put a, a guard at our mouth. And watch what comes out. And I'm guilty of things coming out that shouldn't come out. And I'm asking God to help me with that. Because I don't want to be called a cranky old man. I want to be called a nice old man. <laughs> As opposed to cranky. But anyway, uh, with that, you know, uh, you are bought with a price. Therefore, God glorify God in your body and with your spirit, which are God's. He bought us. He paid for us. We accepted that sacrifice on the cross. We were made new. We are His children. We have our eternity set. We know where we're going when we die. Live like it. And try to take as many people with us as we can. We're not called to save. We're called to plant the seed. Plant the seed. Somebody's going to come along and water it. Who knows? When you think you're planting a seed, you may be watering. And who knows? When you think you're watering, you may be harvesting. You don't know. God will guide that. He handles that. But all we're required to do is tell the story. Share the gospel. What, what has God done for you? What has He done for you? Think about where you were. Think about where you are. And if you're still pretty close to the same place, getting the word... Getting a word. I'm going to use a term that's not politically correct anymore. What happens, they used to, when I was coming up, they had kids that were challenged. I'm going to use that. They were challenged. And before things got to nicer terms, depending on where you were at in the South, was how they were referred to. Those people. Those children. They were either retarded or spastic. And Louisiana, right out there was a North Carolina, I mean the uh, Louisiana State School for Spastics. Drove by it every day going to school in the fourth grade. And I'm making this statement to say this, that if you have accepted Christ and you've been a Christian for 30 years and you haven't delved into the Word of God you're spastic. You're retarded. You're still drinking milk. You're not even moved up to Gerber yet. There's no sense in it. You have disobeyed what God tells you to do. He tells you to take my word and hide it in your heart. And that's what we're called to do. If we're going to have the temple of the Holy Ghost residing in us, we at least ought to be obedient to it. He bought it. He paid for it. Our heart is not our own if we claim to have salvation in Jesus Christ. We have no claim upon ourselves. Only Him has a claim upon us. Period. And I'm going to get emails over this and I don't care. I will stand on the Word of God. I told y'all last week I had a lady call me or a man call me and said his church, he was wanting to find a church to go to. And he wanted to know which way we leaned. He said... Uh, my family and I kind of lean a little to the liberal side. I said, well, we don't lean. We stand. I said, we stand on the word of God. And whatever those principles and all that, we stand. So we're not leaning to the right. We're not leaning to the left. This is what we stand on. And until Jesus Christ and God Almighty himself changes it, that's it. So uh, if you're here today and you need to clean your heart... <laughs> There's a, the altar will be open. You can come down here and you can kneel and pray for yourself. Or you can come down here and I will pray for you. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, come down. Today is the day. The kingdom of heaven is near and it won't always be. 
It won't always be. If you are here today and you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, come down here and get that set straight today so that you can live like the rest of us and know exactly where we're going when we die. I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I was to fall over right now, I'm absent from the body, present with the Lord. I win. And that's being very, very, very selfish about that. Yes, I will be upset that my family is grieving, but they know where to find me, and I'll see them later. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you, and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to bless this time together. We ask you, Lord, to let us take this message, clean our hearts, and walk it out for others to see. Lord, we're not just pew sitters. We are your followers. You have bought and paid for us. You've indwelled us with your spirit. Lord, the same spirit that you indwelled the disciples with resides in us. We have all of your power in us to wield, but we are too scared and too immature and not wise enough to understand how to wield this power. Lord, we love you and we need to understand also that all of it is for your glory and not ours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody, please, let's stand. Let's sing hymn 249, Jesus Paid It All.
if we remember, Jesus will forgive you. I know. He forgives me. Trust me, it's a daily thing. Daily thing. Uh, my salvation was a one-time thing. The forgiveness I keep asking for is maintaining the relationship so that the tube between me and him is not clogged. I don't want my prayers bouncing off the ceiling. I want them to be heard. Now, once I pray my prayer, I leave with him as his decision. When you go out this week, clean your heart. Show somebody some love. I mean, that's what it's all about. Show somebody some love. Brother Rock, will you close in prayer, please?